0: Welcome to The Digital Couch, a podcast by Value
1: First, featuring global thinkers and their stories. Over to your host now. I have with me Anita Nair. Anita, I'm I'm sure people from from media advertising industry, they know Anita very well. Anita is the head of customer strategy and relationships at Z5, and in the past, as we all know, Anita has held senior roles at havas media starcom and mudra communications uh, uh, in her last role anita was the ceo for havas media anita good morning and welcome to the digital clout the podcast hosted by value first how how are we doing today
0: good morning vijayant uh, it's all good happy republic day uh, we, since we are you know recording this on a republic day but uh, thank you so much for having me uh, on this podcast and uh, and yes been in the industry uh, too long so somewhere people should know me, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm sure they they do. Uh, so Anita, uh, 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 a quick, uh, you know, background or a, or a crisp background you would like to share with us your journey so far professionally. Uh, how did you enter uh, into media and uh, industry, and then how? What has been your journey so far? We would love to hear. Uh,
0: sure, Vijan. So uh, it's. I'll have to encapsulate uh, 35 years uh, in a few minutes right now because yeah. that's that's the uh, years that I've spent uh, in uh, media and advertising and I never wanted to be in advertising. Uh, I wanted to be a doctor because back when I was doing my uh, graduation okay. etc. in school and college uh-huh. and I was, I've been a science student, I'm a microbiology honors student and a medical te- pathologist by academics. And I never wanted to, you know, advertising was far away. I didn't even uh, know the A of advertising, uh, you know, when I was graduating. But unfortunately, in spite of getting into medical colleges, I didn't have a domicile of Mumbai. So, you know, Maharashtra and all that. So I could not get into medical and I started with microbiology. But then, uh, you know, I came back to Delhi because I belong to Delhi and okay. I did all my schooling college in Mumbai. So wow. I came back to Delhi and I, I said I I was quite pissed off because, you know, I could not get into medical and uh, back then, you know, it it was either engineering or medical. That were the two professions when I at least graduated in uh, in the 80s. And uh, so I came and I said, I'll do something different. So I just picked up advertising and marketing management. I did business management. I did masters in management then. And uh, honestly, my entry into media stroke advertising was an accident. Uh, And an accident, I'm loving it because uh, it's not really left me bruised. (laughs) The accident is (laughs) actually... Uh, you know, given me lots of opportunities uh, in the last uh, 35 years. So I started my career with an agency called Interpublicity uh, back in the mid-80s. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, did Ogilvy, uh, did Lintas, did Starcom, uh, did Mediacom, did Mudra. Uh, and then, of course, my uh, last stint before the one that I am currently in was with Havas Media, one of the longest ones for 13 years. Uh, and I was the CEO for India and Southeast Asia. And uh, it's been almost a year that now I had the customer strategy and relationships at, uh, uh, at Z5. So it's, it's been almost on-the-job training and learning for me. Because like I said, my academics uh, have uh, not been really what was uh, inclined to be uh, for a person in advertising. But I think uh, somewhere I kind of uh, learned hard on-the-job training. Uh, and I think I worked very, very hard. So, yeah. when I started my career, I never thought I'll be honest, uh, confession that I'll ever be a CEO of a company or I'll be in senior roles. yeah, and uh, uh, my parents have always taught uh, us to kind of work hard and then leave the results uh, to you know uh, to destiny, so to say. So I've been very dedicated, worked very, very hard in the industry. Uh, I took up things which I thought I can do. And I left those which I thought I, I would you know, not be in a position to do. So uh, either, either one does it well or one doesn't do it at all. So right. that's really been uh, you know, my journey from a, a media executive uh, operations uh, you know, to, to where I am today. Uh, thankful uh, to my parents to bring me up the way. Thanks uh, you know, uh, to Destiny who's kind of always told me at every given point in time that I should work hard and there is no shortcut uh, to success. So, in short, and Chris, this thing, uh, uh, Vijayan, that's been really my journey uh, in the industry, uh, but uh, but it's been it's been an interesting one, and uh, no regrets really uh, of not being a doctor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I'm I'm very sure about that. Uh, but you know, uh, this is very exciting and very interesting. Uh, I would love to hear. Uh, uh, this is I'm being very selfish. I mean, uh, how. Uh, uh, and this is also a very good piece of advice to uh, other people who would be listening to the podcast, Anita, is how do you, how did you prepare yourself uh, from moving into an, maybe an individual contributor or a team leader role to an executive leadership role? Like what What is the really that, what what is the trigger point or what could be uh, uh, the, you know, those things or skill set that somebody really needs to work upon focus upon what is that turning point in somebody's career especially in the media industry
0: see um uh, i actually started off when there were hardly any women in the industry by the way sorry i'm getting into a a gender situation but i think it's it's important because it is
1: is. and there is one one uh, question that we would uh, love to ask you and we would be talking about it but please Please. Sure. So
0: I just wanted to say that, you know, when I started my career and uh, uh, advertising and media was supposed to be, it wasn't some a profession that was looked upon uh, to, you know, they used to say that, oh, modeling, hai you know, something, you must be doing something wrong if you're a model. And people were looking at advertising and uh, confused it with modeling and very many other professions, you know, because uh, there was no clarity at that point in time. <clears throat> and especially for women, I think it wasn't uh, a, a profession which was looked up to, um, so uh, I got into it like I said by accident, and uh, uh, there was no choice because uh, one could not go back. I mean, I I did work in a blood bank as a microbiologist for a for a couple of years, but then <clears throat> when this opportunity came to me to work in uh, you know uh, Interpub, uh, uh, the ad agency, I, I took it up, and. Uh, i think the the very important thing that i think to me uh, from the very beginning and maybe that was also uh, you know a perspective in my a turning point in my career has been that i did not look at myself as a uh, as a woman i looked at myself always <clears throat> sorry as a professional so to me it was very important that if i have if i'm going out and mm. i'm working in any industry i mean uh, by default this was media it could have been any other industry as well I should be looking at myself as a professional and actually not, uh, you know, look at people giving me uh, any advantage to the fact that, you know, uh, I'm a woman. So I think I always looked at myself as a professional and not as as a woman or a man working in in an industry. Had I been in any other industry also, I would have, you know, possibly uh, looked at it myself uh, the same way. Because Mm -hmm. once you're out there, And once you're out there and you're saying that you are going to work with everybody else around you, then it is important for you to look at yourself as a professional and do absolute justice uh, to the role that you are in. Mm -hmm. So I think that was one important mindset that I had when I started working. uh, That helped me at various junctures, uh, you know, in the various jobs that I changed and i had my own set of uh, you know ups and downs uh, in in the profession so one was that the second important thing has always been there is really no shortcut to success and i just mentioned that uh, a minute before also because uh, I, I think uh, you know uh, there's a ladder and uh, when you when you climb three four steps together the chances of you falling down are far far higher and if you take one rung at a time uh, I think a uh, you become a better professional because you learn better. You mm-hmm. get into the nitty-gritties and detailing uh, of everything, um, and and you have to work hard. I mean, I have no, I did not have any mentors in the industry, unlike many people you know who've had mentors and who've held hands and kind of pulled them up. Uh, and uh, no offense meant to their uh, professional skill sets and capabilities, mm-hmm. but I've never had a mentor in the industry, so I've I've been very lucky. To have bosses who've really trained me well, well, and you know that goes from somebody like a Rhoda Mehta, you know at Ogilvi to a Nashish Basheen at uh, at Lintas, um, yeah. to a Vishnu Mohan at Havas. So I've had very good bosses, uh, you know, who've uh, who've kind of understood what I bring to the table and helped me uh, hone those uh, uh, you know capabilities going forward. What is extremely important also from from being, you know, a junior level to a mid-level to a senior level is is you learn the ropes of the profession as you grow. Uh, I think it is extremely important for you to be a good teams person. Because, you know, at a particular level, when you are senior enough, you are managing. You're not doing. So I think as a manager, it is very important for you to be a teams person. And I've always believed in uh, one very important aspect. You know, when we we used to hire people, I used to, while I used to really uh, look at what kind of skill sets they bring to the table, what was very important for me to, was to see how good a human being that person was. Because I've always uh, strongly believed that, you know, if you're an average professional, you can be trained. But, you know, if your basics of being human are not good enough, you can't do much about it so i've always looked at those two aspects and tried to balance that out uh, uh, for myself as well as for you know anybody whom i was hiring or anybody whom i was working with so i think uh, that is very important sharing of knowledge uh, looking at the human uh, aspect of people and being a good teams person uh, and i'm i'm not referring to the the clichés of you know you have to be good at your work. You have to have the necessary professional skill sets in the profession that you are, because that's a given. That's hygiene.
1: Yeah.
0: Otherwise, you would not be in that profession. So, I think these three uh, are very, very important aspects uh, uh, which I have worked upon uh, all through my career. Extremely important to to you know respect not only your seniors but also your team members and your juniors. I think that is something which, to my mind, is very, very uh, important and that is something that helps you climb those ladders uh, rung by rung but a little faster
1: yeah and, and that's a that's the i think that's the most wonderful way of looking at things um, while hiring and create and managing a team so thanks for those insights i mean um, i would personally agree there i mean i hope uh, and i wish i could be like that forever and um, <laughs> uh, kind of uh, keep looking at things in that in that manner uh, great show anita then um, you know this. You've you've you know kind of been a, a flag bearer uh, when it comes to uh, talking about women empowerment in the industry in the ecosystem. You've had uh, what specifically now? Uh, uh, it's a very similar question, but specifically for women. What would your advice be? And things would have changed in last ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, thirty years, and and you have seen that journey. Today, if you had to advise uh, a group of women, uh, girls who are looking to make a career in the media advertising industry, we all know uh, this industry definitely has given, uh, you know, much more opportunities, many more opportunities as compared to any other industry. Uh, this is a known fact, but still, what what would your suggestion or recommendation or piece of advice would be to these people?
0: Um, see, uh, like I said, that to me, honestly, if you if you ask me, uh, I am not really bothered about men or women. I think the message uh, applies equally uh, for men and for women. Mm. Um, and I, well, you're right; I've seen that change in the uh, industry and in industries around me for the last, uh, you know, three decades that I have been there. Things have been a little better, but honestly, if you ask me, uh, you know, uh, I think there is a lot. Which is remaining to be executed and implemented. So there is a lot of difference between the talks of women empowerment that we, uh, you know, uh, mention in, uh, and talk about, uh, uh, you know, in this society vis-a-vis what is actually happening on ground. So it's it's um, uh, it's not an easy journey uh, being a woman uh, and also uh, handling a senior role uh, professionally, uh, you know, um, in in an industry where. Uh, sorry, uh, Vijanta. I'm saying this, but most industries are male-dominated today. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Uh, and and so it's 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 kind of uh, tough to really uh, grow in such industries where you face uh, you know roadblocks at each point uh, in your uh, in your career. But I think uh, my advice uh, to men and women uh, alike again would be: uh, the minute you start thinking that you're a woman, you know, um, and you're not a man. Yeah. Uh, I think that is where the basic problem is. Because as a woman, then I would expect that, you know, my fellow, uh, uh, you know, a colleague or a professional or a team that I work in, looks at me as a woman, you know, and says, oh, she's a woman, you know, oh, she'll have to go back home on time. Oh, she's got kids to look at home. Oh, she's got to go home and cook. The minute they start looking at you like that, then to me, it is actually looking down on me. Because yeah. I am in the profession. I am in the profession. Um, and I'm doing well for myself because I think I'm capable. Right. So what is most important is your capability, uh, whether you're a man or a woman, and I think that is something that you should not doubt.
1: Yeah
0: and you should not look at uh, concessions being made to you just because you belong to the other gender. Yeah. So right. uh, so to me, uh, being a professional is far important uh, than being a woman. Uh, so, to my my really message to everybody out there is that have absolute confidence in your capabilities, yeah, and and you know you can do it, uh, and go out and do it. It's as simple as that. If you're good enough, uh, if you're dedicated enough, if you are hardworking enough, you will automatically get recognized. So mm. there is sooner or later that recognition will come to you, but you have to be honest about it. You know, so, so that's, that's really, uh, you know, uh, my uh, two pieces and two bits uh, to all the younger professionals out there, uh, no shortcuts to success at all,
1: work hard. Well, thanks for that, Anita. Uh, And you know what, and this is just my personal observation that definitely uh, I've seen women uh, uh, being more responsible yes. and committed at work uh, i've worked with so many of them uh, in my professional journey and that's the clear uh, uh, differentiating uh, observation that i would have mm-hmm. for now at least uh, so i something that i can recall right away all right moving on because this is a long discussion we we all know uh, but thanks for that anita uh, you you know in your in your advertising journey you 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 have worked with some of the biggest brands Across the world, and you know, the, there are so many things like storytelling, brand advertising, content, uh, digital uh, videos, everything, social media. But specifically, when it comes to narrating a story, or telling a story, uh, uh, this is for our listeners. What is your take on that? I mean, what does it even mean? Where does it it start from? You know, uh, in in whatever uh, way people understand storytelling, there is. So much goes behind uh, uh, behind the stage, you know, There's so much out there. So what does it mean to you? And what would you like our listeners to know about storytelling?
0: See, I'll just give a slight prelude to this whole thing about storytelling. Uh, I think it's a much used word these days because uh, you uh, you look at any brand, you look at anybody uh, talking about a brand, I think everybody mentions the word storytelling in their narrative, God knows how many times. Yeah. But the the difference is that, you know, when we started, when, and I'm talking about, I can only talk about when I started about 30, 35 years back, where brands used to, the communication from brands used to be one-sided. So it used to be, I as a brand, I'm talking to you as a consumer and you listen to me. Yeah. And for many years that continued because, you know, I used to uh, go out uh, as a brand in the marketplace and tell my consumer, listen, this is what I am. This is what how you, you will benefit uh, from me and hence you buy me, you know, and uh, uh, looked at sales. The basic objective of sales or conversions has not changed. So that has always remained the same.
1: Hmm. However,
0: over a, over a period of time, uh, you know, when the audiences have evolved, the environment around you has evolved so much. I mean, uh, I remember when I used to be in Ogilvy uh, in the mid 90s, that was the first time I got a computer. You know, we used to work on typewriters and mm-hmm. the first time I got a computer and it was like, God, you know, life is completely changed. Uh, what is the little, uh, you know, not little actually, it used to be a big uh, screen and you know like a TV, a small TV on your desktop, uh, on your desk. And one used to wonder, okay, God, this, this is like completely changed uh, the way things are. You no, know, So from that clutter that you have to, uh, used to have on your desk with the dial dial, wala, you know, that round dial wala phone to a computer to a typewriter to where we are today. Today, I'm talking to you uh, from my laptop, right? So look at how the environment has evolved uh, over a period of time. And with the environment, because there are so cho- so many choices, there are so many options. Today, your the consumers are far more aware. So you cannot, you know, go back to a consumer and do only a one sided communication. Because look at social media, a little thing goes off. And the social media is like a blaze uh, with people talking about it. So uh, today brands cannot look at their take their consumers lightly. You know, the consumers have the right to ask a brand, if I have bought you, you have not really delivered to your promise so so what you know uh, that kind of a thing so i think it's it's a combination of evolving consumers it is a combination of change in environment it is a combination of the uh, multiple options specifically with the digital transformation that is happening in the industry today where brands have now started to talk about storytelling what is storytelling really for a brand a message in a narration simple to me a simple definition of storytelling is when a brand conveys a message uh, in a narrative. So that is what storytelling is all about. Now that storytelling can, you can tell your story very well in six seconds and use it on digital. You can do the storytelling for two minutes and also do it on digital, or you can do a 30 second or a 60 second and do it on digital as well as television or wherever. Hmm. So I think uh, the whole concept of storytelling stories used to always be there. But I think the whole concept of storytelling now that the the way we are using it, the narrative that we are using, uh, you know, uh, the brands are using to connect with their consumers are are including the consumers in their journey, including the consumers in what the brands want them to be seen as and what the consumers feel about the brand. So Mm -hmm. it has now become a two-way communication. You're making everything relevant to the consumers. Today, you're talking to them for a need, you know, you're customizing everything for them. So, yes. if if as a brand, you're not relevant to me in my uh, life, I couldn't care less, you know. So, I think that is where this whole beauty of storytelling is coming in, where there is also another important aspect of storytelling is touching the heart, emotion, mm. you know. So, uh, brands have always been rational in saying, okay, fine, you know, 35% extra at no extra cost. Or, you know, whatever, you know, those kind of propositions um, uh, that have been coming in or, you know, new, improved, so and so kind of a thing. But right. today, uh, it, it it is not only rational. There is an emotional element also, uh, which is coming into it. So storytelling actually packages uh, both the rational and the emotional narrative for a brand to be communicating with, not talking to, but communicating with the consumer. You know, so the communication today is both ways. And you, I mean, there are stories and stories. I can't, I can't think of uh, any single brand which has not used it, which has not used the art of storytelling. You know, uh, every single brand, whether uh, it is in an FMCG category, whether it is in, uh, you know, automobiles, whether it is in digital natives, whether it is in consumer durables, whether it is in BSFI, you know, BFSI, sorry, every brand today is using the storytelling narrative. You know that that I think, uh, and it's 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 the way uh, it will be now, because the environment is fast changing, and I think uh, uh, advertising agencies and brands have a lot to thank the uh, environment around them, where they're making the advertising far more you know uh, relevant and acceptable to to consumers. You know, you after a point you start relating Hmm. uh, to to the brand, and then when you're starting to relate to a brand. You try and figure out: Is this brand meaningful for me? You know, is is this brand trustworthy? Once that happens, then you go into the aspect of being a loyal consumer. So, to me, you know, that is how the art of storytelling uh, is—you uh, uh, know, bringing everybody together.
1: Right. Great. Uh, good to hear that. Uh, I mean, uh, this is base. So this this brings me uh, To a slightly different question, it's it's all, uh, you know, uh, why is it coming out is because of what we have seen in last eight to 10 months. Storytelling, the art of storytelling, data, digital transformation, reaction of audience, the way they respond, the, the way brands used to reach out and still reaching out. And I know things would get back to normal, but last 8-10 months have been very different from what it used to be. Unusual times, but we're getting there. Now, there are multiple things we can talk about, uh, but considering the the time constraint, I wouldn't get into uh, uh, things like, did you get a business hit or what did you uh, see? What was your obligation? Because we all know there was uh, slump and marketing spends were uh, cut off for a while and then people got back. And then also some noise, around the the creatives designed and uh, uh, launched during the ipl which is one of the the big advertising properties in india mm-hmm. so uh, so yes there was there was uh, you know criticism as well that people did, did either did not spend enough money or they were not prepared something like that but uh, you know specifically because of uh, covid 19 and everything else that that came with it along with it do you see that Things have changed already for brands and for the media agencies or creative agencies. Do you think things uh, have changed for only for good or you think things will transform even more going forward in the entire ecosystem?
0: Um, see I it, whether things have changed for the good or the bad is very subjective uh, Vijayant. because yes. you know um, uh, I will take some simple examples that uh, if you pick up the print industry, yeah things have not been good for them yeah huh. but if you take the ott industry things have been really good for them right you know, so like i said uh, good or bad is really a very very uh, subjective thing depending on uh, the industry uh, you are in or uh, you know the category of brand that you represent uh, we know that in, in the lockdown for example there have uh, you know your uh, fmcg has done really well because uh, you know uh, those are the basic they, they you know actually uh, cater to the basic needs of uh, individuals uh, not necessarily the luxury brands have done well because there was really no need for uh, you know people to uh, buy luxury brands and where will they go show it off, kind of a thing. So um, good and bad things have both happened, and you know any change that happens, uh, irrespective whether it was COVID, whether it was the recession in 2008 or the one in 2011, uh, which uh, uh, all industries uh, have faced, any any change uh, uh, you know uh, that that comes our way uh, is uh, at that point in time treated as permanent we say change is the only constant right so right. today uh, i think uh, change is something which is not permanent uh, it will continue to uh, you know change uh, as we uh, go ahead and as far as the industry is concerned uh, they will always be uh, 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 it will always be good for some and bad for some uh, but I think what is important uh, uh, of uh, important is to not look at whether the change is good or the bad. I think what is important to look at is, is how you're adapting to that change. Right. So extremely important. I remember in 2008 when the recession hit and you know uh, the budgets were cut down uh, for advertising, and after a couple of years, the brand managers or the marketing managers had started to realize that they can still uh, meet their objectives in smaller budgets. Huh. Yeah, and and that is something that continued over a period of time, and you did not see a very high percentage growth in advertising spends because what had happened was people had, uh, you know, uh, uh, gotten used to uh, meeting their objectives in in uh, in smaller budgets as well. So today, given the COVID situation, uh, there are a lot of things one has got used to. You got used to your masks, right? I mean, uh, I, I can't step out. I can't think of uh, going out without a mask. So what is it? What are you doing? You've gotten used to it. I'm sure even with the vaccine coming uh, and people taking it in, you will still continue to use masks uh, for a very long time. So what have we done? We've adapted ourselves. It's a simple analogy. I think as industries, as professionals, also it is very important for us to adapt ourselves to that change. And uh, uh, I think time will tell whether the change is good or, or bad. But what is important is that change is really... I'm using a cliched uh, statement, but change is the only constant in everybody's life. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll take us a few years uh, to come back to uh, to normal uh, before before COVID. But by which time we would have gotten used to many other things. I mean, today, uh, face-to-face meetings, which we always thought, you know, that human touch in meetings is extremely important. Uh, I think uh, we, we are managing with calls and we are managing with Zoom and we are managing with Teams, etc. today. You know, yeah. so we are adapting to that change as well. So uh, what is important is how each industry adapts to that change and takes it forward. Because uh, the level at which we are, we can only grow from here. Right. So so uh, whether how fast-paced that growth is will completely depend upon the uh, economic uh, factors as well. Uh, but to me, I think adapting to whatever is coming your way is very important
1: so you know what being a sales guy i should ask this question uh when do you start going out for meetings or do you recommend that uh, physical meetings would uh, uh, be better than virtual meetings or is it absolutely alright to continue the way we are doing
0: see i i am uh, an old old school person uh, and i have always be uh, you know believed very much in in the human connect Okay, so to me, face-to-face, there's nothing which can replace a face-to-face meeting.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: yeah, and uh, and, and you know it better than anybody else, given <laughs> that you are uh, in sales. Because there is so much that ca- gets communicated when yes. you are actually meeting a person face-to-face. I mean, there is body language which tells you whether you are going to crack this deal or you're not going to crack this deal. I agree. Okay, <laughs> yeah, and there is body language which, which tells you that, uh, hey, listen, I've got only five minutes. Come on, you know, quickly uh, finish your sales call. Or there is body language says come have a cup of tea with me and let's discuss how our kids at home how are your parents and how's the industry doing and then get on to business. Yeah, there, there are various elements. You know, it's it's very fascinating um, to uh, to see how uh, human connections and human interventions help you uh, do well or not do well and what is important is the it's very instinctive when you do a you know a person to person or a face to face meeting where there is a lot that you can learn from that meeting but yes Absolutely. times of covid of course uh, now uh, and meetings have started by the way they haven't started in a big way there are people who, who started to meet, you know, and wearing their masks and uh, maintaining social distancing. And I was just watching the Republic Day Parade and everybody is there, right? They are uh, maintaining social distancing. And yes, instead of 1 lakh, uh, you know, there are 25,000 people out there. Similarly, right. there are shoots which are happening. There are movies which are coming back, right? There are, there are stars who've shot in the COVID times. Some landed with COVID, some, you know, uh, managed to uh, escape it. So honestly, if you ask me, there is nothing better than a, an a face-to-face or a personal meeting. But like I said, we are adapting to change. So,
1: I agree. Uh, Completely agree. And I, I'm actually very excited for my first meeting, physical meeting after a long, long time. So next month, planning to travel down to Bangalore for a meeting. Um, wow. So looking forward, actually.
0: <laughs> I'm sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Great. So, uh, you know, and this, uh, uh, Anitana, uh, this could be uh, my last question uh, because uh, we have had a long conversation. I understand uh, it's it's a Republic Day holiday. So thank you very much. Pleasure to have you with us. But before that, uh, just one question is that you moved from uh, working with agencies, managing uh, the larger teams to Z5 recently. And now you are looking at the Z5's advertising business growth almost after spending about two to two, two and a half decades in the biggest of the media groups. So what made you uh, uh, go for this switch uh, from services business to the business side of things?
0: Um, so a couple of reasons, uh, some personal and some absolutely professional. Uh, I think uh, after spending almost three decades in uh, in media agencies and I've done enough of them, uh, worked, have been really, really lucky and I thank God for it to have worked on most categories of brands and large brands uh, in the country today so i've got that opportunity to do that i, I think as an industry we were just reaching uh, for me not not the industry per se but for me it was it was just getting uh, you know too mundane every day you know uh, same same thing and beyond the point what more can you do there was this only business growth business growth business growth you know and which one has been uh, uh, you know doing i mean i spent 13 years at havas and when i joined havas it was a 150 crore uh, capitalized billing company when I left after 13 years, uh, it was a, it is a 6000 crore capitalized, uh, uh, you know, billing company. So uh, grown it really to that level. Uh, but uh, uh, yes, uh, I have been uh, a victim of some of the gender biases there. Uh, but the, the most important thing uh, uh, has been the fact that uh, uh, I just wanted to explore something different. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wanted to be on the other side of the table to see how things are i wanted to be a part of a digital transformation journey and there is nothing better than the ott uh, you know platforms to be uh, giving you that kind of an experience and uh, i i i'm i wanted to learn more i think knowledge is very important and you have to keep pace uh, with the times that you are in yeah so i thought it was a, a interesting opportunity on the other side of the table uh, to really be part of uh, the digital transforming journey uh, and i just joined them uh, just a little before covid i didn't know that you know uh, covid would hit but what was more important for me to be part of the the new evolving digital uh, you know uh, journey uh, which uh, everybody is talking about everybody is at it uh, everybody is uh, is uh, kind of using it everybody is transforming so I, I, I think to me, it was more from a learning aspect and to really explore opportunities on the other side of the table after having done enough on the, on yeah, the media yeah. side. yeah. So that, that was really it. I think knowledge and learning, are two very important aspects.
1: Awesome, awesome. So good to hear that. Uh, I think, uh, and I wish you uh, uh, very well for uh, your professional journey and the new role. I hope you enjoy it as much as you have enjoyed working with the media agencies even more. So look forward. Uh, to the next phase of your professional journey anita
0: thank you so much vijayant and uh, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting up with you uh, we promise not to keep the podcast too long because you know uh, people people yes. do not really have that much time but uh, i hope that some of my messages and my learnings from the industry helps the others uh, uh, you know move forward in their professional life thank you for having me uh, on this podcast and uh, it's an absolute honor
1: Pleasure. Pleasure, Anita. And my honor too. And thank you very much for your time. I really love talking to you. Anita.
0: Thank you so much, Vijay. Thank you. All the best. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it useful. Do write to us at the digital couch at vfirst.com for any suggestions. To know more about Value First, visit www.vfirst.com. See you
1: in our next episode. Till then, keep spreading joy.